Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, I'm delighted to be interviewing Ananya Sachdev, a student I worked with when she was uh, at Lady uh, at SRCC in Delhi University way back in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, she uh, was one of the few students I used to work with who uh, kind of were interested in sports management. And I was very excited back then that, okay, yay, there's something new that I have to sort of learn in my job and having those conversations with you were delightful. And I'm glad that you uh, finally applied and made it to Columbia University uh, and graduated into 20, it's, it's a one-year program, 2018. And what was it like when you went there? Was it uh, very different from what you were expecting it to be? And how did you settle in, not just academically, but even in New York City? Sure. Uh, firstly, thank you so much. I'm so excited to speak to you after such a, it's been a while. Uh, but I mean, to where do I begin? Uh, I think you, you were able to provide such a guiding light. Um, you know, with that ingression into sports management, I came fresh off the boat, pun intended, uh, from my undergrad at Sri Ram College of Commerce. I was pursuing economics at the time. So it was still a fairly traditional degree for, you know, an Indian to pursue. And then here I am with my competitive athletic background in sports, wanting to make a switch immediately uh, without really knowing what the business of sports includes um and i think i needed that um you know calm and guiding light within all the intimidation that i had uh, before moving to new york city or applying to columbia or any other sports management program um so so the ingression into sports happened because i think you were you were kind of able to provide a guiding light um and i remember having conversations uh, whether we should pursue something so niche as sports or something so non-traditional where we don't even have an idea about what we're going to do uh, after this or whether i'm going to come back to india or stay in new york uh, you know all those all those impeding questions that come to one's mind uh, especially someone going for the first time um and and it's ironic that we spoke about hey, maybe pursue event management you know it's such a broader broader degree but it, it's it's ironic because events is just an umbrella within sports so now that i think about it sports is much broader and expands into so many other verticals um i think that confidence just when i went to new york it was sort of seamless uh, especially columbia um the way uh, that institution kind of packages a course like sports management. Uh, you know, today you have so many resources available online, and you can study sports and speak to different executives, connect them, connect connect with them over LinkedIn. But um, I think the way an institution like Columbia packages sports management uh, and the ingression and the foothold that they give you within the sports industry, especially in New York, where the majority of the headquarters of all the teams and leagues reside, uh, that was a very advantageous um, opportunity to have for any any student. Fantastic. So what is, what is it that you actually learn? What are the classes like? What are the different concentrations you can uh, sort of choose? Uh, and how do you really apply all of that in projects or internships or clinic programs? Yeah. Uh, so sports management is basically is what the answer I give to everyone is it's, it's a master's in management degree but from the lens of sports. So we basically study everything ranging from sports marketing to sports sales, to sports finance, to sports law. There's a boot camp into sports law and sports accounting. Um, so everything is basically taught 
under the sun from the lens of sports. So you're studying case studies from leagues, a league's perspective, a team's perspective, uh, and also a fairly network and relationship-based course. Um, so there'll, there'll be a lot of encouragement for students to build their communication skills where they can kind of go out and network at conferences and events um, and kind of build their connections with executives. And it's no shock that you know, with your networking, you can you can be sitting next to or asking questions in real time to uh, C-suite executives from the biggest leagues and teams uh, in the industry. Um, so that's kind of another advantage of like a non-traditional sports management kind of degree. Super. So and it's fast paced. It's two. It's kind of two semesters and you're done. Uh, do they also have something like uh, mm, practicum where you get a sense of what the industry is like or it's just part of the uh, you know the trips that you make or the treks that you make to these companies right it's a it's basically a mix of everything uh, we do have a lot of so i did three semesters and I, in fact i actually did ended ended up doing four semesters because as i did take up a course during the summer as well i'm i plan to stay back in new york uh, and very interestingly i did something called a block week course which was not particularly in sports management. So um, I got the advantage and perspective to look at sports from an outsider's perspective where I, I did this course in organizational behavior and not specifically in sports. So I think that was kind of a good perspective to have as well. Um, but it's a mix of a lot of research-based courses, um, a lot of fast-paced courses, uh, and then, of course, making a lot of those treks to um, these companies that they set up for you, or maybe a lot of guest lecturers from C-suite ownership coming coming to college and coming to campus and uh, taking out the time to mentor us. So you went in as a grad student and uh, experiences of undergrads are obviously a bit different in terms of the social environment and crazy things a mm -hmm. freshman could do. Uh, how is uh, uh, Columbia in providing that social experience to graduate students and in your opinion what could be done better or you were just satisfied yeah um i think it there's a very valid point valid question you raised is there wasn't a lot of hand holding uh, of course as as a master student you know ages varied from 20 to up to 40s um so there wasn't like a lot of hand holding where you're or you know inculcated into campus life and you have your fraternities where you can i think i kind of uh i would have loved to have been a part of that uh you know that that's not something that you get uh, in a very indian institution um but again uh it was a master's program so we didn't have a lot of that perhaps um more more integration into university life but um to columbia's credit uh that there, there were a lot of um there was a lot of focus on kind of getting people together on campus through different initiatives, um, you know, empowering students to formulate their own clubs, whether it's women in sports or, you know, being a part of a lot of these voluntary initiatives outside of campus, um, which was a which was you know a, a good way to kind of get to know more about the industry outside of the bubble of Columbia. Super. So if you were to look at inspirations, the people who sort of inspired you could be a professor, could be your fellow classmates, uh, or even people you just bumped in on campus. Uh, who are these people? You don't have to necessarily name them, but just uh, what, it's, what kind of change, what rub off did you gain from those interactions? Yeah. Um, 
I think it'll have to be all of the guest lecturers that they were able to organize for us on campus. Um, coming from India, where maybe the sports is not as well now, of course, things are changing with all the leagues and everything getting commercialized. But just two years back, there was there weren't these conversations happening in India. So going right from that to a world where sports is so structured and to have um, C-suite executives come to campus and, and talk to you in such a friendly manner and exchange friendly dialogues with you where you can literally question them on um, every move that they made on the business side or what's going on on the what's going on the field uh, was extremely relevant but also so refreshing and empowering at the same time and I, I think to have that kind of leadership come and speak to you in such a friendly manner uh, treat you as an equal um, I think that's kind of how the the west kind of doesn't have that hierarchy at least on campus there was sort of more of a gap getting bridged um, which which really rubbed off on me in a very positive way Amazing. So I'm sure you would have uh, also got a sense of the athletic vibe in uh, universities like Columbia and how it's different in terms of how sports is packaged even at the college level. And then, of course, being an insider in the industry or as a student in the industry, uh, you would have a different perspective. Uh, I've been to uh, baseball games and other basketball games, and I just love the idea of how everything is so organized and there's the stadiums the way they look are so different from what we have here um, so the way it's packaged so tell us a little bit more about sports as an you know the the, the whole rara of sports on campus and how it becomes a continuation in uh, this main cities in every every major city in the us you have certain districts which have so many stadiums what is it like yeah um it's it's you know, it seems like a really glamorous world, and in many ways it is. Uh, but of course, it's it's not a bed of roses when you're working in the industry. My perspective changed so much when I started working in the industry. Uh, you know, you start looking at things in in such a different, such an analytical way. Uh, you know, when you look at athletes from the outside, and then when you start working in the, in the industry, and you realize the things that go behind putting a massive event together. But also, it's it's such an opportunity, and it's so empowering in many ways. Uh, the way everything is packaged right from youth sports to college sports to professional sports it's it's a seamless cultural integration and i think when i i often found myself comparing it to india which is an unfair comparison in many ways for considering how long leagues have been prevalent in the us but um, i think it all boils down to the kind of the cultural integration that they have for sports in their society um youth sports in itself is is um, 25 billion dollar industry worldwide and 20 billion of that is contributed from the US. So that just kind of goes on to show how it's encapsulating 99% of the market, which is nothing but boils down to culture. And unfortunately, during the times of COVID, uh, grassroots sports are the first segment that are getting cancelled out of every PNL for every team and league uh, across the world. So I think if, if youth sports is not celebrated the way it is um, in markets that it does so well, perhaps that's kind of like that factor that differentiates the West in how how broad broad scoped it is. Um, so overall, it's I think it comes down to culture of how magical it makes sports. Fantastic. So wonderful to know all that. 
I'm sure you must have bumped into industry experts, like you said, C-suite, but also uh, athletes and sports people. <laughs> Which ones have been the most memorable interactions for you? Oh, so I was actually part of an internship. Uh, I was interning at the Madison Square Garden uh, in the summer of 18. And um, I was in one of the most sort of revered departments, which was account management, which is where you actually get to hang out on the court and manage client portfolios or interact with clients and make sure all of all of the assets and contractual elements are on point. Um, so it's, it's kind of, in a sense, you're in the field, in the mecca of basketball, as they say. Um, and, and that's where I got to watch these athletes just pass by me as if it's 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 normal um so these seven foot athletes are just walking walking by me that was a first for me i'm not i'm not used to definitely seeing anybody above six feet um so that was very very i don't know uh, I, I like i fought out of words for it but uh, <laughs> first time was pretty interesting experience. magical i would say yeah, for sure Many so years. if uh, if uh, and now i know you you're working in uh, tokyo at a international sports management company, a global sort of strategist for them, uh, and I'm I'm told you're also the one of the accounts, not you necessarily, but the company manages the Golden State Warriors. So it's uh, fascinating to see how a Japanese company sort of manages or owns <laughs> brands all across the world. Uh, so what's uh, what's your story been like at this company? What do you really do? And how did you land the job? And where are you going next? So too many questions, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I try to uh, tackle them one by one. Um, I, I think I always kind of wanted to be on the Asian side of sports um, and just kind of seeing the opportunities that that uh, Rakuten um, as a company provides. Um, so I was doing multiple things at the time after graduating from Columbia. Um, of course, I was uh, evaluating options to stay back in the U.S. Um, and I was looking at different portfolios. But I think what attracted me most about Rakuten was um, their ecosystem and the way that they've built a massive portfolio across their at, 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 it, at their heart. They're an e-commerce company. They started off as a marketplace for e-commerce, for an online marketplace. But in, in a very short amount of time, they've been able to uh, build a holistic reward-based ecosystem where they combine events and merchandising and uh, partnerships um, across the world of sports, business, and entertainment. And I think that's kind of what drew me towards the company. Um, and I think at this stage, and that's something that I would advise to peers of my age or people, younger professionals, is you should always kind of take the chance of exploring different parts of the world uh, and working across different parts of the world, especially in sports, uh, and to not kind of get rabbit-holed into working in what you think might be the the end-all be-all that doesn't have to be, it, especially when you don't come with a lot of baggage at, at a young age. I think it's very important to kind of explore and different avenues um, and then hone in on one skill and find your fit. So I think Asia and Rakuten provided that. Um, I'm very fortunate that worked out. And it's it's fine that you've decided to stay in, the, in Asia for a few years. And where do you head it next? Like, do you have plans to study further or work in other geographies? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm passionate about a lot of things. I think I'm not thinking about 
um, necessarily, which uh, it's too early. I just started at Rakuten as well a few months back. So not that I can say of where, which country I'm headed to next, but I know that I'm passionate about a lot of strategic initiatives, um, especially pertaining to women in sports um, or, you know, youth, youth in sports or kind of the sports education space as well. So those are impacts that I want to make eventually. Um, that's kind of how I build my portfolio, uh, you know, not necessarily going by a dream company or, or, or a dream place, but re really just going going by purpose first. And then I think where passion and purpose and profit can kind of collide. Super. So that's really wise words, I must say. <laughs> you, you've got everything sorted <laughs> in your head. Uh, going forward, if you look at uh, options for uh, you know, students who have been deprived their first semester because of COVID. And uh, uh, there are uncertainties that they have to deal with. I'm sure there have been uncertainties in your life. You've had uh, maybe some disappointments, failures. What have you learned from those? And what advice would you give people who are confused or in a state of uh, disappointment? Right. Um, thank you for that question. I think it, it goes way deeper than any answer that I can give. I think it's hard to kind of, I can only empathize with the, the, the kids kind of going through that right now. But as you said, uh, everyone kind of faces these ups and downs in life, especially in, in a structure that's not defined for you. There's no blueprint laid out for you. Uh, but I can say for sure that in this point, you must work on your strengths. Uh, expand to of course you know a lot of people say expand to different areas but you know in 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 situations like these expand your strengths as much as possible don't kind of go after your weaknesses expand your strengths as much as possible and kind of just just always be positive about these situations if you can come out of a situation if you can convert this pain uh into gain eventually uh just by being positive and working hard on your strengths uh just keeping at it there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. I've, I'm a testament of um, going through that this past year. You know, finding a job is not easy, especially when there's no blueprint defined for uh, a person, an international candidate in sports. It's, it's, it, it is hard. Uh, but at the same time, there are opportunities. I think if you can just keep at it and keep a positive attitude and keep working on your strengths. I've, I've taken up freelance positions as well and formed, formed initiatives of my own just to kind of keep the ball rolling. So if students can find those opportunities in these disappointments, that's where the impact will happen. Fascinating. Uh, not many students, and this is my last question, know about Japan as a study destination or even a work destination for kids who've graduated from college. Uh, what is it? I'm not sure if you know anything about the Japanese higher ed uh, options for international students, but uh, if you know about now, since you're working there, what is it about Japan that makes it special as a destination for you? Right. Um, I think a big part of why I wanted to move here is how fast um, just companies like Rakuten or companies in Japan have been able to expand internationally. They have a broader portfolio of sports partnerships and properties that you see, um, so which kind of does not blindfold you from what's going on in the rest of the world it's very important to have a global perspective in my opinion uh you know not just to look at what you're doing at your company or what you're doing within your country but how does that tie up or impact maybe uh your work in europe 
you know, or, or in the US, I don't think you should leave um, or kind of hold yourself uh, within a country or within a city. I think everybody now needs to think about a global perspective, has, has to expand and diversify their portfolio. Um, and if you can be a part of that, then uh, there's more of a chance for you to make an impact globally than to kind of just pigeonhole yourself into one specific dimension or geography. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Ananya. It's been fantastic uh, learning about your work and uh, seeing a sort of fruition of a journey which started uh, on uh, like a leap of faith, really. And, it is. Uh, <laughs> so fantastic. Uh, so looking forward to staying in touch. We have students every year who are athletes and want to do business. They are considering sports management. And I'll definitely pull together a webinar of some sorts with you at some point soon. Thanks again. Please do. Absolutely. Happy to help. Thank you so much. It was great.